The images that you must have seen where cars are swimming, people are using excavators to go from one place to another. Yes, that place is none other than the mighty Bengaluru. Even the city's most privileged citizens haven't been spared from the heavy rains. Water entered homes, basements were flooded, and residents have to be evacuated by tractors and boats. Many of these luxury villas and apartments were in Belandur, Yamlur, Sarjapur, Vartur, and other nearby areas. So why did these neighborhood flood? What make these eastern part of Bengaluru more prone to flooding? And what are the possible solution? Let me explain. So hello everyone, this is Swapnil and you're listening to Perspective, the podcast produced by ISBR Business School. The flood in Bengaluru has made national as well as international headlines during the past week. But many Bangaloreans have been quick to point out that not all of Bengaluru is in underwater. Two zones, the East and Madhepura have been specially hard hit. So let's understand why areas like Belandur and Yamlur in particularly flooded and remain vulnerable. The first reason is the terrain. Now, Bangalore, as you know, is located 3,000 feet above sea level. Much of the older and the central part of Bangalore are located on a ridge. So, on the water drains away in three directions, that is Kormangla Chalaghata Valley, Brishabhavati Valley and Hebal Nagavara Valley. So, as you go further and further away from the central part of the city, the terrain flattens out. This means the water can't go any further and accumulates. So from Indranagar and Kormangla onward, Kase Valley bottoms out, which is why areas like Yamlur and Belandur, which are flatter in terrain, are more prone to flooding. But this is just one part of the problem. Areas like Yamlur and Belandur are wetlands, which are basically nature's sponge absorbing the rainwater. But in the last 20 years or so, a big part of these wetlands have been turned into residential apartments, tech park and into so many things. Which is why when it rains, the water gravitates into these areas. The second problem is infrastructure. There is a serious underinvestment in the sewage storm water and solid waste management in these areas. Firstly, the length of drains in the KC Valley have disappeared over the years. According to 2021 CAG reports, the KC Valley drain network went from 113.24 km in early 1900 to just 62.84 km in 2016 and 17. Secondly, because of the rampant urbanization, amount of runoff water has increased and existing drainage capacity is simply not enough to handle this. Let's hear what NDRF expert and specialist Mr. Anup Jain said about the problem. See, when I see the urban flood problems and we are seeing in from last decade, and we came to conclusion that uh, the reason is less uh, natural, less climatic regions, uh, reasons are there, but more anthropogenic regions are there for the urban flood. See, the kind of urbanization we are carrying out, uh, the city development, uh, the pace of city development, but when our cities are getting developed, you know, and the, the mass scale deforestation is happening, uh, concretization is there. So I think the urban flood problem is more due to the anthropogenic factors or you can say the man-made factors are contributing more for the urban threats. Uh, just just you, if you need to understand in a very simple and even layman perspective about the problem of urban flood, you need to understand the two important concepts. Uh, the very first concept is called the catchment area and the second important concept is about the runoff. See, uh, catchment area is something where the small streams are joining with the mainstream 
or in a simple in a simple sense you can say that all those the water which is coming it's a, that is what accumulating in a one single big river body or it can be a pond it can be a lake like this so that is the natural system if suppose if suppose water is coming from north bengaluru and there is a lake in the north bengaluru or there is a small stream in the north bengaluru so that all water will be washed down in that particular drain or that particular lake or that particular stream but we have disturbed these catchments we have created buildings in in the middle we have created some uh, you know the kind of a development which we are carrying out that has disturbed the catchment area now when the water is coming and it is going towards is rushing towards that lake we have hindered the flow of that water we have stopped the movement of that water we have stopped that water in the middle and if that water is not reaching to its destination that will cause water logging water logging if intense it will give the problem of flood that is the simple funda which is there that why urban floods are most common in the cities why because rapid uh, development is there city development is there and we have disturbed the catchment here the second is see there is a natural tendency of water that whatever rain is coming down whatever precipitation is coming down that will go deep inside the soil that is called as the percolation it will infill the water get infiltrated below the soil so if the soil is a kind of a moderator if the water is coming down it will go deep in the, in, inside into the soil but we have we have concretized the soil now soil is not there in the urban cities in the soil is not there in the cities we have created concretization we have the flooring we have put it tiles we have put it paver blocks we have put it uh, cement on that soil so where is that natural moderator now we have disturbed that natural moderator now where water will go water will not go deep into the soil now water will flow water will get run off and when water will get run off it it has no it has no evacuation system it has nothing so that the water can be just no it can be kept out of the city it will be there in the city so this catchment what we have disturbed and this percolation what we have disturbed are the two important reason that why urban floods are the biggest catastrophic event today and for the suggestion side if i can say uh, in the conclusion side that what should be the policy see there was a concept of the sponge city i don't know you are aware of this concept or not but there is a concept of sponge city you know sponge you know this uh, so there is a concept going on in the in in some foreign countries also this concept is very common it's common in norway it's common in israel it's common in sweden also this sponge is not that we have we have to fix a sponge in the city it is not like that it is like that we have to increase the soil cover we have to increase the soil cover we have to plant more and more trees so that they must act as a moderator if heavy rainfall is there heavy downpour is there they must absorb that water they must absorb that excessive water they should take water deep into the soil so that floods can be checked so sponge city concept is the basic concept about to increase the soil cover 
and uh, very recently you know last, last month when delhi government uh, uh, they they issued an order that there should be there should be no concretization uh, on some roads there should be no concretizations on some uh, food paths and some travel blocks and all so what what was the purpose of that policy was that uh, if suppose you have planted a tree and if that tree is planted 5 years ago 10 years ago now that tree is of medium size that tree is of large size so what happened no this urban development authorities they used to cover the surface of the tree that means they they used to put concrete around the tree so that tree is not getting air that tree is not getting enough water why because you have put it concrete or you have put it prayer blocks or you have put it tiles so delhi high court came with the decision that you should keep a minimum 3 meter distance from the tree that you sh- you should not do any concrete work you should not do any cement work around tree at least 3 meters so what that will make the aeration possible for that tree and that tree that tree will be reviving that area uh, the soil restoration will be there and that particular place will act like a sponge so excessive rainfall is there so that 3 meter circle that will absorb the water so that can check the flood also and even this responsibility must be uh, must be implemented in a wider scale i think it's a very high time uh, for the municipal corporations i i think it's a very high time even for the ministry of urban development also uh, to put forward the concept of responsibility and that's how we have to make our cities sustainable and disaster free citizens are complaining that one of the reasons that outer ring road space near belendur flooded is because the clogged storm water drained simply not able to handle the volume of water coming from lakes upstream the problem magnify when you add sewage plus rain water is equal to flooding also one of the reason that belendur lake overflowed it's because it's connected to upstream lake like agra and madiwala which was discharging large amount of sewage this caused the belendur lake to choke and overflow and this brings me to the third problem and that is managing bangalore lakes the city has a cascading drainage system with one lake connected to the other but none of the bangalore lakes has a sewage gate to control the flow of water ideally the lake should be emptied of excess water before the monsoons so that they don't overflow in rains like this in addition to installing sewage gate the lake should be desented so that water can be stored safely Belendur and Vartur lake for example have partially descended the fourth issue is that existing road network has not been designed properly several road in belendur act like dams because they are built across valley they serve as a barrier to the natural flow of water the flooding at the outer ring road proved just that there is no facility at the outer ring road to drain the water and on the other side the storm water drains have been encroached the result is the days of water logging The blame for flooding in these areas goes to successive government civic body revenue officials and engineers. But what really is the solution to flooding in these Bangalore eastern neighborhoods? The one solution can be to build wider drains after carrying out a survey which takes account of the drain and estimate the amount of rain that will accumulate in these areas. The second solution is to spend heavily on the Bangalore sewage network. ensuring that all waste is treated at sewage treatment plants before being released into lakes the third solution is what you can do at an individual level and that is rainwater harvesting this would go a long way into not only mitigating floods 
but also will help to reach out to balance groundwater table and come handy in summer months. But the long-term solution that the government and officials must implement that is ensuring cities' remaining lakes, wetlands and stormwater drains are not encroached upon and built over. That's it for today guys. Hope that you find this podcast adding some value to you. Don't miss to rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. It's a goodbye from my side. See you in the next podcast.